Hey, welcome Black Tribers. We are part eight of our marriage series. I'm sorry we missed last week. We were traveling from we were, Spain. Yeah. Uh, we flew the dog, as you most of you will probably know. I know because you talk about it all the time. It's I over felt now. Bad. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, we flew the puppy, and he's in. The, he's joining us, by the way, in our little uh, apartment. We're in Gainesville, Georgia. Yes, we are in Gainesville. We had a great night last night with the tribe. Yes. Beautiful night. Yeah. Amazing night. Close to thirty of us gathered yeah. together. G forty tours and aim and world race, and we had an awesome time. Prayed for the nation. <clears throat> prayed for all the. Uh, political unrest and everything that's happening here and just really shared our hearts and tried to come up with some strategic ideas of how we could serve our communities better. And yeah. Just... And then, and then we prayed for the leaders of AIM. We prayed for um, Andrew Shearman and he's been having some pain in his head. So if you think about him and you're listening to this, pray for Andrew. Um, they really felt prophetically. It was kind of a, his, his apostolic mm-hmm. authority, kind of an attack on that. Cause he didn't know what the pain was in his head. It was on top of his head. And then we prayed for Seth Barnes and him birthing and, what he does in ministry and how we, and they just honored him and Bob Mudd. And, and then they really honored Lisa and I, and it was just powerful. Yeah, and Ethan, they just, so much, so much respect and gratitude for Ethan and what he's done. So it was really just a, I wish we could have recorded it because I think those men's spirits would have been so encouraged Absolutely. If, they, if they heard the generation just crying Blessing out, them. thank yes. you, thank you for what you've done for us. And it was, it was, it, it was another, for me, a reset of why we do what we do and why right. we'll, we'll die doing it. And no matter what happens, we're not going to stop. So. Absolutely. And so uh, we're videoing this for our Patreon people. Um, you can go on to patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black and join at a buck a, buck a month if you want. And you get the, our basic stuff and some exclusive content. You can go all the way up to $10 a month. We're going to be creating some new platforms uh, that'll be higher than that for some real exclusive content that we'll be coming out with. But Let's get started. Okay. Part eight, marriage. What's today's title? I mean, today is part eight, but it really, this is going to be a focus on, um, especially for so many of our single listeners, but this is going to be phenomenal information for married couples as well. So if you are currently single okay. and don't want to be, you like you are looking for <laughs> a know mate. know a lot of you. If you want to be single, and that's fine, but this is probably not the podcast for you. But if you want some strategies and you want some good wisdom, we're going to start with what men are looking for, and then part two, we're going to do what women are looking for. Wow. And in that, how to serve your spouse. So okay. if you're out there right now, you're trying to figure out. So last night, we were surrounded with, as usual, amazing, intelligent, brilliant, attractive men and women that are single, that are at the age to to be finding a spouse, and they're like, what do I do? That's the question we get over and over and right. over again. So I thought we'd start with um, the guys, but I want to talk about some just very basic ideas mm-hmm. of where you meet people, because I, I did a whole teaching at G42 about stupid things that people say to single people, and it really resonated with our class. They loved it. Because, so stupid things yeah. <clears throat> that single people... No, that people say to single people. That people say to single yes. people. How, like how like, to find a mate. Like, or... put yourself out there, or you're too picky, or you're too this or too that. And so oh. we don't have control over other people, but we have 100% control over ourselves. Okay. And just a little bit of wisdom and knowledge um, of, of how the opposite sex works and what they're looking for really, I think, helps us to know what we're seeing. So let's just start with, and being real honest here, most people that are single think, well, I'll get dressed up and I'll go to a bar on Friday night. Okay. 
Let me tell you why that's Isn't not there some gonna... songs about that as well. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy a drink and some dancing and stuff like that with you and, and having a good time, but not the place to find a spouse. Okay, so you don't think getting dolled up as a woman? Or I getting... think getting dolled up is job one. Okay, I don't think going to a bar is going to work for a man or a woman who's looking for a long term relationship. Okay, so why why not? Why why? Is well, that? it's a hostile environment. Hostile. It's a hostile environment. Oh, nightclubs and bars. I am a female, and I've had a lot of experiences. (laughs) I mean, I think it's a setup for men to be rejected because women come there with their guard up, right? Anytime you got liquor involved, let's be honest, you're going to do and say things you wouldn't normally do, and and we go to alcohol as this like relaxant that makes us feel more confident. But if we take it one shot or one glass of wine too far. It takes us into acting like an idiot okay, or just b- being a fool. What kind of, the good question for you right now is what kind of drunk are you? <laughs> when you have too much, <laughs> then what do you do? Do you turn into a little wimpy, whiny person? I mean, that's kind of fun. Okay. I mean, so anyway, let's, okay, okay. let's keep going. So if you think of it from, uh, <laughs> from a man's it. perspective, he walks into a bar, he, he goes with his buddies. Okay. There's women that are all dressed up. They've got shorter skirts on. They do, you know, they're putting their, their best out there, but their guards are up because men in bars are looking for attractive women to have sex with. They're not necessarily looking for the future mother of their children. Okay. And women in bars instantly feel like they have to defend and protect themselves because they know that men in bars are looking for women to have sex with, not to be their husband, their protector, their, their everything. Okay. So if you're single and you're going to bars, why are you going there? Are you just desperate or you really just want to have sex? I don't don't think it has. I mean, if that, if your goal is to hook up for one night stand, it's probably going to work out for you. And, but that's not who we're talking to today. We're talking (laughs) to people who are saying, I, I I had women in tears last night saying, to me, Lisa, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a wife. I'm ready to be a mother. Where is this man? And I had men in tears saying to me, like, I want this for my life. Where are these good quality women? And I'm thinking like, there's one right over there. And one, but they got to figure that out. Right. So let's be honest about the primal way that our bodies work, because we have got to go back through evolution and look through hundreds and thousands of years to why we're attracted to what we're attracted to. Okay. Wow. So, so, I mean, Adam and Eve really didn't have a choice, but Eve must have been really hot. I think Adam had And really Adam hot. was a pretty good looking dude as I well. I think he was doing okay. But beyond that, but well. No, but if you think, but let's be like, that's, that's cute. We say that. But the truth is they were only eating organic food. They were sleeping like babies. They didn't have to work at jobs they hated. They didn't have blue lights and all these different things that we have to deal with in modern stresses. So they were probably, you know naturally lovely people they were carrying all the attributes that we still look for okay okay so right. you want to start with that sure let's do it okay what do you think of all this i think it's good do I, you love I'm, my research? i'm really interested in where you're gonna take okay it. so let's just let's finish with the, um mm-hmm. so if a club is not a place for for you to go to find a spouse if a, if a club is you know a place where you just want to go and dance and be with your friends and just be honest about it you yeah, know don't thanks. lead you know sometimes you forget that you're a woman when you're single that was the hardest part for me in my single years is raising children and working all the time. I never felt like a woman very often. And so just to get dressed up and to go out, I was like, okay, I'm still a woman. Like I've still got it. And for all our religious folks listening, and I can hear some twinges out there in the spirit. um, It is okay to go to a bar and dance. It's okay to (laughs) dance. And it's okay to have a couple of drinks. You have to listen to Holy Spirit. And what we teach at G42, what I think is a very valuable thing is 
once you have enough, you know, when Holy Spirit says mm -hmm. you just bought a $10 drink and Holy Spirit says you've had enough, you pour that $10 drink out. Or give done. it away to someone who hasn't had anything. <laughs> okay, there Let's you go. Let's not waste it. All right. <laughs> That's alcohol abuse. Uh, <laughs> we do AA well, alcohol and um, appetizers. Okay, we're off to a rough start. All right, but here the we people go. that listen to us know us and love us. Okay, so this is the question people ask me. Um, is, okay, so this is not an option for me because I'm not looking for a one-night stand. I'm looking for a future spouse, someone to share my life with. This is men and women. So what are my options? And so one of the things that people always say to single people when they said it to me, I hate it, is you've got to put yourself out there. And I thought, what does that mean? Like, put yourself out there. But you really do have to start thinking strategically. Like, if you're a man and you're looking for a mother of your children and a partner to go through life with that you want to have sex with and enjoy a romantic life with and have fun with. Right. What do you enjoy? And I would say like, if I were to die tomorrow, the first thing I would want you to do is like join a motorcycle club because you enjoy motorcycles and you're going to meet people that enjoy motorcycles. Okay. You're going to, you're, that's going to be mostly men, but and I'm not looking for another wife. So we're okay. You're not today, but okay. if something could happen, you know, like I could get hit by lightning or something, okay. but, but think about what you actually really enjoy. And volunteering is a beautiful way to do that. Like if you, there are people that are so passionate about animals, go and volunteer at that place. You're going to meet other people that are in that sphere. That so, so, that. so you're saying like, what's part of your passion? Yes. And maybe you don't have time to do because you're just working all the yes. time. You're just trying to survive, yes. but you love animals. You love motorcycles, whatever that is. You need to go find that, that club, that thing. Yes. And just go join and be a part of as much as you can. Hiking. Okay. The hiking best goes. thing about Colorado is all the hiking. And it just, I mean, you join those clubs that do that. A, okay. a lot of hiking clubs in Colorado, um, they hike and then they go have a beer. Yeah. I mean, so you've got like this exercise involved with the social and it's during things, yeah. the day and you're getting to know people and it's, but you have to be authentically who you are. I think where single people get stuck is they, they, especially our ministry settings is all they look at is the, the, the opposite sex that's right in their circle. Right. And if they can't find someone there, they think they're, it's just done. Okay. And then they think the only other option is um, clubs, which is not going to work for you. And then the other option is... Meaning bars, not like these clubs you're talking no, about. No, yeah. like hobby clubs are a totally different thing. But the only other option they often think is church. And so they end up going to church on Sunday and spending the whole time like trolling, you know, for like... It, that's Instead not of totally worshiping God, is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. And so <laughs> the other thing that they uh, that a lot of people are doing now is internet dating. And a lot of people have said things like, I would never do that. And I think, well, why not? You know, like it's, it's going to show you what someone's interested in. You don't have to sit down with a person for a long date. I mean, I honestly met both of my husbands through other people right. because no one knows you better than your sphere of friends. Right. And when your sphere of friends know that you're single and, and you would like not to be, they know what you like and they can bring someone into. So you're circle. saying Internet dating is great if, if you think, do it well. I mean, I think it depends on which one you use. Okay. I would be very leery of ones that are really just about hooking up, but ones that are really serious about it. What a great way to broaden your circle. So I'm not going to ever say to a single person, put yourself out there. But if this is something you really want. Why, why would you not broaden your circle and that's broaden good. your possibilities? That's really good. Okay. okay. All right. So then there's this, this primal side. Okay. I like this side. I know you would. Of course you would. Primal. There's a primal thing that attracts us to each other. Okay. And so what, a, a, what do you think is a primal thing that's been in us for maybe the, the longest time that men are looking for when they see a woman? 
What do you think the science says? Well, I think they uh, clearly look to her face first to see if she's pretty. Okay. Her hair is really important. Well, her hair is very important to you. I mean, well, okay, hair, uh, the way it smells, uh, her pheromones, uh, probably her number one. I got it. Okay. (laughs) For those listening, I just got the the bing, 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 bing. Video saw. This is for you, Drew. Mm, I can because smell my wife. Yes. Drew always cracks up whenever I teach about this because I'm like, I think internet dating is great, except for until you meet them face to face and hug them. Yes. And mm. actually smell their pheromones, you're not going to know if there's an attraction there or not. Okay. So pheromones are huge. It's, I know that's. It's, it's so real. And it's like, scientific. The scientific studies that prove that men, you can take a picture of a woman and show her when she is ovulating. The men don't know this okay. or when <laughs> no. she's not ovulating and the men will, will say that that same woman in the same outfit with the same hair and the same face is more attractive. Wow. And they don't know that she's not, but her hormones, they're are getting ready, it's putting some, they're changing her face in a way okay. that there's primalness. So our, we go back to the very most primal things is we were created to reproduce. Yes. And so even people that say, I don't want to have kids, there's something in us that says, I'm looking for a man that is going to be a good father. Okay. And uh, a man is looking for, I mean, my hips kind of do call out and say, this woman can carry a baby. You got hips, baby. I got hips. I like them. No matter what happens, I've always got hips. Okay. So, but part of the problem has been, uh, especially in the last generation, mostly, I think, maybe it's been true for a couple of generations is that a lot of times boys are looking to marry their moms. Oh, that's so creepy. Not like their mom <laughs> no. moms. Okay. I but know. what we're finding is that they're trying to marry their moms because they want taken care of. They want their laundry done. They want the house clean. They want to be treated like their mom treated them. And women, young women, are trying sometimes to marry their fathers just so they're provided for and protected instead of a lifelong mate. And right. that's why we end a lot of that's why there's a lot of divorce. Right. So, but let's go back to what's really primarily happening here. Okay. Because there's a reason, and I, I wouldn't say, like, you're nothing like my father, except for the fact that you're a good man, you're a faithful man, you're a hard worker. Like, those things are about my father. And that is attractive to me because as a woman, my number one need is security. Okay. So, shall we break this down a little bit? Yeah, please okay. do. Okay. So, this is good stuff, guys. This is good to press into this. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Primal. women are looking for good genes, meaning now this is like this is what people always ask me because um, I always talk about taking care of yourself, right? And I am talking about taking care of yourself across the board until the day you die, whether you're male or female. Okay, let, not... me, let me tell a quick story about that. Okay, so in Colorado Springs, when I was uh, I hadn't met Lisa, I didn't know who she was. I was sitting with a real estate agent. He was considered a prophet of our city. And I was having breakfast with him and he was telling me about this incredibly beautiful widow who had just moved into town. He just sold her a house and he was crying and he told me he put a picture of her late husband with the two daughters up on the fire mantle. And he said, the thing that's unique about this widow, he said, I couldn't quite figure it out. But every house I showed her, every time I met her, or if I just ran into her at the grocery store, she was always, she's always on. 
And I said, well, Jerry, what do you mean by that? That she's always on. And he said, literally, Gary, if I is a quick trip to the grocery store and she looks amazing. She's got a dress on and her hair is done and her makeup's on. And he said, it's a, such an unusual thing for a woman that it makes her that extra attractive. Mm -hmm. And, and that was the description I had of you five years before I even met you. But what that actually says is I'm, I value myself. Yeah. So you can take away the eyelashes and the hair right, and all course. that stuff. But the message is I take care of myself. And what that would say to a man is, I'm also going to take care of you. Wow. And I'm going to take care of our Men children. Men are simple creatures, aren't we? Men are simple creatures. <laughs> and one of my favorite things about you is that you are so disciplined. You always work out. But I know the second we get to America, <laughs> I knew two days ago when you left the gym, I called you and I said, you're going to McDonald's, aren't you? And I said, you said, yeah, I'm Absolutely. going. And, but, but I love it about you because you have this balance to your life. Like you will work out, but you want that cheeseburger from, I have no idea why you want a cheeseburger from McDonald's. It's not a cheeseburger. It's a quarter pounder with cheese or a Big Mac. Okay, babe. Yes. But if that was all you did. If all you did was eat those all day, well, every day, it would not be good. I would be worried about your heart. I yeah. would be worried about your cholesterol. I would be worried about, I would be worried selfishly if I was going to have to take care of you because you couldn't take care of yourself because you didn't take care of yourself. Okay. So beyond physical attraction, which we'll get to in a second, is that we are drawn to each other. A man is drawn to a woman who takes care of herself and it doesn't have anything to do with their, their size too. Or if they're a natural blonde or a fake blonde or that it's not, it's, we're not looking for those things in each other as much as we're looking for, show me that you value yourself. That's so good. So world racers, especially you need to hear I that. I do all I can to help them. Like I, I'm just like, if you walk into a room and you look like you've not seen water or soap in two weeks and you live in America where we have hot water and you haven't shaved your legs in two years and you're and you're and you look like you cleaned out a garage and you're telling me I don't understand why I'm single and I'm thinking if you want a man who hasn't taken a shower in two years you probably will find each other on the earth but if you're looking for a man who takes care of himself he is not going to be attracted to you <laughs> I, it's funny that you would think that that's a funny subject but it's actually a very true it's a very subject. true subject. Now, again, we live in a different world. We live in a missionary world. We live in a world where, you know, we've sent kids out. We don't, we're not doing that any longer, but they go around the world for a year and they live in tents and they live in hard places, sometimes just in the open. Which I've done all those things. Right, and we do like, them. Let the record show that right? I have slept on the ground in India. I have I've stayed out in the bush in Africa. I am Absolutely. not afraid to get dirty. I am not, I don't have to stay in, in nice places. That, I will do all those point. things. That's what I wanted to bring up. But when you're in America and you are looking for someone and you, maybe you're, you even make the excuse and say, and I know I hear this all the time. Well, I don't really, I'm not really sure I want a husband. I know that's not true. 99% uh, of the time. Uh, I was with a, a girl yesterday in, in a counseling session, a coaching session. And she, she said, I didn't want a man up until now. And now I really am ready. And I can't find one. And, uh, and so I, I know it's true. And so what Lisa's saying, I've never not known Lisa's legs to be shaved. And that's, in, that's important to me as a man. I, I, so I want to know her legs are shaved and, uh, and she does, and she just takes really good, but she's not afraid of doing it. She goes out in the heart of harder than places than I have been. Uh, and, and is not afraid to do any of it and camping. She is the, a camping queen. 
Um, we, we live like, we, it's amazing. We haven't been camping in a while, but we used to camp all we the time will. with the six kids. And so, okay, so okay, take care of yourself. Okay. Check that box. That's, but this is, you know, this is what, you know, I'm looking for in you because I'm looking for, as I'm, and I'm searching over the men, but the thing is, is this doesn't end when you get married. Okay. And I've had people say that Ooh. to me that, well, I've got them now. Yes. Why would I? Oh, no, it doesn't end. Actually, it needs to increase. Expediate. Yes, it I needs agree. to get more intense. It Absolutely. Need, you need to you need to work harder than ever because you want to feel valued by your spouse. So you've got to value them. Absolutely, and honestly, now I'm, we figured it out yesterday. I'm not going to be 55. Thank God, I'm going to oh be 54 God. in September. That was I'm a so hilarious. Sorry about that. My wife had me completely jacked up. I'm not good at math. To me, when you're 55, you're basically 60. She told me I was going to be 55 in September. Because I just, I just, turned, I just okay. turned 50 last week, and you're four years older than me. And okay. I was like, oh my gosh, you're 54. No. So anyway, my my point in that is now I do go to I do work out basically five to six days a week. Yes. I do it for my health because I know that's important to you. But you do it for your mental health as and well. And it also is for my mental health so that I'm clear. Point. Okay. Very good. Women, women are looking for mentally healthy men. Okay. Because a, a unstable man, a man that has addiction issues that have not been dealt with or he's not trying to deal with, men that have, you know, their, their moods are very high or very low. What that's saying to her is he cannot be stable for me. He cannot be stable for my children. And the cost of an unstable partner for a woman, especially, is extremely high. Okay. It will, so co- as a, it will as, cost you everything. As a man, if I'm single, and yes. I dealt with this yesterday, this, this young woman was kind of dating this man and they were talking marriage already because they knew each other very well. But he kept going, well, I'm not sure. And every Monday he'd break up and it would be go back and forth. And I'm like, thank God you've moved on because he'll do that in all areas of his life, yeah. probably for the rest of his life. If he doesn't step into the second half of life and become a man, right. if somebody doesn't help initiate him, right. he'll probably stay there. We know a lot of people in their 50s and 60s that are wish-washy still yeah. and they're bitter still and yeah. all the things they were when they were young. And so... You've got to, I mean, that's hard, I know, to hear as young women because it's hard to find boys uh, that are stable, that are consistent, that are, but when you get married, guys, keep working out, keep taking care of your body, keep taking care of those things because that is important to mm-hmm. your spouse, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and I don't care if you have washboard abs, but I know Ooh. that mentally is very important for you. And so I encourage it. I will, I will make personal sacrifices to make it happen yeah. when we travel. I know that you feel better about yourself. And I know that when you feel better about yourself, you're more confident. When you're more confident, you're happier. I mean, yes. it benefits everybody in this Absolutely. relationship. Okay. And I, I work hard on my muscle tone. Uh, let me give a little sales pitch here. Okay. So I was, I was, I've been in sales my whole life. Uh, the best sales training I ever had was I was a haberdasher. I sold high-end $5,000, $10,000 suits and $500 shoes. And our sales training, we have to be in training every single morning. And if we asked a yes, no question, we had to walk the whole city block. So Mm. I said, can I help you? The whole store would yell no, because you don't ask yes, no questions. Mm. You ask questions that drill things down. But here's the thing I would say to, when I was selling somebody a suit, I put the suit on them and I said, how does that feel? And they say, it feels really good. And I say, you know, when it feels good you and you look good, 
you, you're gonna you're gonna produce uh, uh, success because when I look good, I feel good. And when I feel good, man, I'm just gonna be that much better in my mind, and I'm gonna produce more success around me. And 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 it works because men are driven by that, and so are women. Yes, of course. Honest. Yeah, everybody is. That's right. how humans are made. So another trait that women are looking for and that women need in a long-term relationship is 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 a solid character. The traits of solid character and trust, trustworthiness. Okay. And this is not talking about perfection. This is not talking about, you know, you learning and growing through your imperfections and and maturing, but knowing that your yes is yes and your no is no. And one of the things I watched very carefully with you when we were dating was I watched what how you treated your friends and the things that you said. I listened a little bit from the other room when you were on the phone with your mother, how you treated her Mm -hmm. said a lot. When we would go to restaurants, I watched how you treated the server and you could have been the best looking man in the world with billions of dollars in the bank and washboard abs and all those things. And if you talked down to a bartender or a, a, a um, server, I would have been done. Hmm. I mean, I would have been totally done. And, and I, you know, and I want to add to that right now. I think it's true, especially in the culture that we're living in today and all the unrest about uh, uh, just diversity mm-hmm. and, and, and all of the, the, the mobs and the riots going on and how we're treating, you know, um, black Americans and how we're treating brown people. Yeah. Like, that's important. Like, how are it we serving them and everything. loving them? Everything. It says everything. If you are a human being, that does not see every other human being as a human being, there's something off. Yeah. I mean, if there's any division in your mind or your heart that a human being is anything other than a human being and doesn't have every right and and isn't as loved by God as you are, something's wrong. Now, again, I mean, we're in redneck country. We're down here in Georgia. And there's a lot of rednecks. Yeah, you can feel it. And you know it. You can feel that these people And if you're a redneck woman and you want to marry a redneck man, I guess you go join that club. Um, (laughs) But what we're saying for our people that are, is our crowd, that we need to honor every life. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's really important. As, it really is. Okay. And it would be an instant turnoff. Right. I mean, if we, if it's like everything else was working in this dating relationship and you made a, a, a racist statement, I would be like, whoa. Yeah. Not going to happen. I mean, that would say to me, where's his heart? And that would say to me, I, I can't take this guy around my friends. Yeah. I can't take this guy around my family. I can't take this guy around. I'm not because I don't know what's going to come out and, of his And mouth. not only not saying racial things, but literally trying to learn yes. daily how to become to better, be better at that. To yeah. be better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. So even jokes. Yes. Okay. I'm even learning that. Jokes, I, I still can joke Even sometimes. jokes are yeah. say a lot about what's in Emily their heart. Emily and Alexis, I'm sorry. I love you. I know I can say some jokes sometimes, but I'm getting better. I promise. He's working. Daddy's working on it. Yes. Okay. Um... The uh, what women craving most is security, and so a man that um, it, it to me, money never mattered. I wasn't very smart, but I <laughs> I didn't really care. Uh, Thank I, God for some seasons. In our <laughs> life. Yeah, I didn't care ever how much money a man made because I was looking for a man that was passionate about what he did with his life. Okay, and I think instinctively I knew that a man that was passionate about what he was doing in his life, the money would come. Okay. And having grown up with a father who um, wanted to be a pilot, it was his dream, got halfway through it. They found out that he was colorblind, that that dream died for him. And he went and got a job that he hated and went to work every day at a job he hated to provide for us, which I deeply respect for him. But I saw a little part of his soul die. 
And he never he got didn't, it back. And he never got it back. He didn't have a choice. And so I do respect the fact that he didn't stop taking care of his family. Let's address that real quick because a lot of you listening have dads who have become silent because they have lost their dream. And they've had to do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And it's killed. It's taken a part of their soul. Yeah. And we can judge them for that very easily. I mean, one of the things I had to work through with my father is he was a workaholic. Um, he refused to drink, but he just used that. And we find that in a lot of people that are holics or of whatever kind addicts. you find addicts. addicts you find another thing to be an addict about um and his was work um and he made we were in poverty and he made millions and he lost millions and we were in poverty again and all of those things but the health the balance of finding a passion mm-hmm. and letting that passion provide for your family yeah. is i i think it's crucial it's crucial and it's rare and i don't think it has been available to our fathers or grandfathers as much as it is now. I don't sure. think our fathers yeah. and grandfathers had the tools that we had to do no, that. I think right. that, and we need to respect and that's honor right. their sacrifice that's good. because really they, good there's, a, there's a part of them that, that every day that a little piece of them died. But they, if a man that got up every day and went to a job he didn't like to pay the rent and to feed his family man. is a freaking hero. Yeah, and didn't leave. Yeah, and he stayed. Yeah, and he, he stayed, stayed in the fight. And yeah. so I think that that is one thing that draws women is is um, I was I never asked you when we were dating how much money do you make. I, I had my own money, which helped me feel a little bit better about things. But I when I talked to you about life and humans and what you were created to do, and your eyes would light up and you got excited and you got passionate. I was like, this guy's going to be successful at anything he does. Because he's fully alive. Well, and, and, and I want to add to that, that even di- pursuing that passion, if I had to go clean toilets, I'd go clean toilets. Right. If you I do to, what you have to you do. You do what you have to do to get to that space. Right. But you know it's a season. And so you do it with your whole heart. You work as unto the Lord. Whatever you put your hand to, you work as if God's standing there watching you do it. Yeah. And you know it's producing something down the road. And it took us That's so vital. a long time. Again. Okay. You want it one more well, time? Well, I'm just... I'm just that God uses everything. He does. He everything it is belongs. not wasted. It's not wasted. Every single little job and big mm-hmm. job and big money I made and no money that I made, it all t- taught me something. It yeah. all gave me a piece of my character of where I'm standing right now today and why we can do what we're doing today. And if this somehow went away and I had to go get a job again, like a regular hour to hour job, I would do that. I would go sell something and we would keep moving and we'd keep doing our passion. We would keep doing our passion. Right. I don't want to do that. So please keep supporting <laughs> us and go to I our Patreon and jump that. on and let's roll, please. Amen. Okay. Uh, but beautiful. So. Okay. And so um, as far as physical attraction goes, we'll just go there for a minute. There is also a primal thing that women are attracted to because we need to know that you can physically protect us. Okay. Even my feminist, beautiful people, I'm sorry, this is primal, but there is a natural vulnerability to being female that we are all aware of, No matter, even as a white, upper middle-class woman that I, the family I was born into, I knew as a little girl, I was a vulnerable person. And I've never walked out into any parking lot, no matter where I lived, and not looked around and been aware. I've never, in college, when I had my last class that ended at 11 o'clock at night, I had a security guard walk me to my car. I I mean, you just, you know this instinctively as a woman, but not one person that knows me would say that I was weak. No, And so it, there is a difference between vulnerability and weakness. And there is a natural vulnerability in women and children. And women are attracted to men that they feel like can physically protect them. Okay. 
So let's talk about some, a lot of the men of this generation more than have been in the past, have more of a feminine tendency. Mm-hmm. And so are they not going to get married or are women not going to be attracted to that? I mean, I wouldn't be, but I'm sure someone will. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Brutal. I'm just saying that one of the, one of the pendulum swings that has happened is that we have tried to take a masculinity and turn it into femininity. And we have hated men when they become feminine. And so I was just listening to a podcast getting ready for this. And he said, um, women, do not like harmless men. They hate harmless men. They mm. want to kill harmless men. Women want dangerous men that are civilized. Is that Peterson? It has to be yeah, Peterson. Yeah, Women like, want dangerous. I was in the shower. I was like, amen. <laughs> say, say the last part again. Women want dangerous men that are civilized. Okay, so let me encourage you. If you are, are an artist, you're more artistic, you're a little more feminine than maybe your hunters and your, you know, your bearded men you can still be a protector you can still be that man that dangerous man and you need to be it doesn't mean you need to go beat people up it doesn't mean you need to have huge muscles what it means is that your white your woman knows that you can protect her no matter what and you're going to do that yes and you're going to jump in front of the bullet you're going to get in front of that whatever and you're going to protect her and you need to know that as a woman and most i mean most adolescent boys are going to be warriors Right. And that's the only so a lot of females thought we got to beat the warrior out of them. No, we don't beat the warrior out of them. We cherish the warrior in them. But if they decide to evolve into manhood, they're also going to become sages. Yes. They're also going to become lovers. Lovers. And they're also going to eventually become kings. But yep. you're not going to find a 22-year-old man that's a king. Yes. So that there it isn't that there's a, you know, we want these gun toting men that are just going to shoot everything that moves and not be able to have a conversation and grunt and scratch their balls all day. Right. That's not attractive. <laughs> no. But knowing that I know we always tell the story about the airplane when the guy lost himself next to me, I handled the situation myself because we both were old enough to know that the calm voice of a woman was going to deescalate it. You stepping in probably would, but I knew if he actually came at me, you were going to be on it. I I knew you had my back. And so, and one of my favorite things that you do, because you're much taller than I have heels on right now, is I can't see where I'm going most of the time. And when we're in a crowd and I don't like crowds, it's not my favorite thing. I don't, I don't like feeling closed in like that. And you don't drag me through the crowd. You put me in front of yourself and you guide me with, with your hand on my back. But you like my hand on the I back. do like that. Oh, right. and it, but it makes me feel very safe. It makes me feel very loved. It makes me feel very protected. And there's a difference between possession and control and protection. That's important. It's very important. So we don't, we don't want to possess as men and overwhelm you because we're tough or something. Right. But we want to come underneath you and serve you and, and let you know by our actions that you are protected here yes. and I'm going to, you're my priority. I'm going to make you safe. And any man can do that. Yes. I don't care how feminine or unfeminine you are or how dumb you are, or if you're just scratching your balls and grunting all day, you can actually do that for a woman. You can make her feel protected and safe. Well, and I've been, by your actions. I've been in situations, you know, at Walmart where a domestic violence situation mm-hmm. breaks out or whatever. And I, I'm not afraid to throw my body in front of someone to protect of them course. or a child or whatever, no, you're not. but you can see the men around that are ready to, you can see it in their eyes. Like I was created to protect this woman. Yes. And if this guy is going to come at this woman, I'm, I'm on it. And so I'm always looking around like, 
you know, if I have to do it, I will, but it's going to be much more effective when someone twice my size. Well, and, and as a man, if I see domestic something going on, I always step in and usually the woman will turn on me and well, start, that you know, does because happen. it's usually not really all of a sudden protecting yeah. her husband, right. but I'm not going to allow that to go mm-hmm. on for any woman. Mm-mm. It does. It's not just my wife, of course. but that's who we're supposed to be as men. No. Now, again, we're nonviolent until we're not. <laughs> we're, not we're not looking for a fight, no. but it, it just, it really is important that you just, you feel that way. Like the other day when we got in really late from the airport and I just wanted to go Target. I wanted to get some bottled water and I just, you know, didn't have any moisturizer and all the stuff that makes me really happy. And it was only like seven o'clock at night, but it was already dark and I didn't really know where I was. And well, we've said, been traveling for 20 And we've hours been there. traveling for like three days and you said, do you want me to go with you? And I said, no, it's okay. It's okay. And I, I knew you didn't really want to go with me because you hate shopping with me. And I, I want to honor that because, and I don't like shopping with you because I feel rushed Wait, and panicked. Did you hear that women? <laughs> don't make your don't men make them shop. Go. I never understand Golly. this. I never understand why women make their husbands go shopping because when your husband's miserable, aren't you miserable? Ugh. And also, can't you spend more money when he's not with you? <laughs> well, I do. Go shopping, man. Hurry. Yeah. No. So I, I appreciated though that you were, it, it is what, what women, especially this generation, I know, I know my young women right now are like, I'm capable. I am capable as well. But to have someone that loves me enough. And I have, I think all the men around us, like well, the guys we were with last night, any of those guys any would have done anything to protect yes. any of us at any minute. Yes. And none of them looked at any of those women in this room and said, they're not capable. But if something went down in that house, those men would instantly go into protection yep. mode because men were created to do that. Absolutely. And we need to let them do that. And we need to thank them for it. Okay. Good. It's good stuff. Absolutely. I know. Okay. So, so this is, this was what, how do we title this, this is, one? This is what women are looking for in men. Okay. What women are looking for in and men. And why certain social situations are not going to get you what you're looking for and okay. how to be creative. If you are single about how, how, what, what am I passionate Put yourself about? out there strategically. Strategically yeah. and, and authentically. And internet dating is not bad. Just do it well. If you hate animals, don't go volunteer at an animal shelter because <laughs> you saw a hot guy walk in at one point. And, okay, then the, the bigger second point to me is take care of yourself. Well, be right? ready. Yes, like, I always, I mean, I always tell the joke that when, you know, in between my husbands, when I was single and, you know, Jerry always says, I always had my stuff together, but I thought, well, I don't know if that surgeon is on his lunch break and <laughs> ran over to the grocery store or reaching for an apple when I'm, I'm reaching for an orange. Well, yeah. yeah. So I was like, I wanted to make sure I looked good, That's you know, good. because it is a basic primal thing. Yes. And we have been together for 20 years now. We don't look like we did on our wedding day. No. But we have continued to take care of ourselves, accepting the fact the best that we're we older, can. the best yeah. that we can. We're, I mean, we're going to get older and we're yeah. going to age. We're Thankfully, we're aging together. But we haven't stopped taking care of ourselves. Just be, There's no That's laziness right. in That's this. That's good. That's really good. Okay, so the next one. The next, to, the, the next, next, the next podcast is going to be what men want from women. What men want from women. Yeah, okay, I'm excited about that one. You might learn stuff. I, got, I need to learn yeah. stuff. And then the one following that is the seasons of life and the seasons of relationships and marriages. Okay, we'll probably end this marriage series. Maybe not. It could keep going. Maybe because we'll we're just do this the rest of our life. It. And but end it with the seasons of marriage and how that works yeah. and what that looks like through the season. And the hope. all right, awesome guys. God bless you, man. Hey, look, go to GaryandLisaBlack.com. Uh, leave us any kind of message that you want. Um, you can hit us up on our Facebook, Gary and Lisa Black. Uh, our Instagram, same thing, Gary and Lisa Black. And then 
messages, ask us questions, give us feedback. We're, we're hearing a lot from people yeah. of what they'd like our podcast to, yeah. to, to address and what they want to know. We're coaching uh, every week now. We're, we're booking things every up. Every day now. <laughs> About every day. All day now. But we, we need to. That's part of our income and stream. we love it. And so you can do a private session with us. You can buy multiple set sessions at a discount. It's only 50 bucks an hour. Um, and it, it, it's just private sessions, one-on-ones, kind of prophetic direction. If you want Lisa and I together, we love that because we love to give it. And then we do marriage, premarital and marriage counseling. And just giving you things that probably you're not learning in other places. Right. Some raw, good things about how to have great sex and, and what you do before you have great sex. And in fact, I was counseling a young couple getting married last night, coaching them on, on they're trying to fight back. They're living in the same house and they're getting married in a few months. And, and they can't keep their hands and off they each can't other. Keep it, and, and I said, thank God. Right. I'm glad because you know what? If you're not attracted to that person, don't marry him. Right? So, okay. Okay. God bless you guys. Awesome. See you soon.